0: Hello, welcome back to the Drinking Liberally podcast, the show that combines some good alcohol with some friendly political banter. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson, and this week I am joined once again by my good friend, Stevie G.
1: Oh, thanks, Kev. How you doing?
0: <laughs> doing well. Uh, welcome back. It's uh, This is weird. I've seen you too often.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, again, at this point, it was too much the last time I was here, and now it's just getting—it's overkill at this point. I will
0: see how far I can push our friendship. That's what I've been nah,
1: doing. Like, listen, it's already over. We've, we've, we've caught the, the precipice. It's gone. And also, I feel like at some point, your listeners will be over me. So I feel, I feel like you're making a mistake two ways here. Fair but enough. But it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I've been warned. So <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining and uh, drinking with me on uh, late this evening. I really Anytime. appreciate it. Uh, it's good to commiserate over the week in politics <laughs> we've gone through. And just is this it's only been a week since the last time <laughs> we
1: recorded. Jesus, <laughs> it, it just keeps getting better. Yep. Just getting better.
0: So we've got a bunch to talk about, more coronavirus news. Uh, we, we're going to bring back our fake news of the week segment, talk a little bit about uh, sports reopening or potential plans to reopen since we didn't get to spend a lot of time on that last week. Just all around uh, what's keeping us sane and end on a happy note with some, uh, <laughs> some positive news in our own lives and uh, what's keeping us entertained while in quarantine. But before we get to all of that, We have to talk about what's getting us through the episode, what's gotten us through the week, these delicious beers. And first off, um, you know, I'm getting out of my wheelhouse again this week. Steve had recommended I do that a couple weeks ago on the pod. And uh, so I don't have an IPA this week for you all. Instead, I have, I guess I'm not getting super far out of my wheelhouse because it's another Rattler. (laughs) And I believe I had that a couple weeks, uh, a style of Rattler a few weeks ago.
1: This is a thick limb you're at on, Kev. Thick limb. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But this is a a new one from uh, Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers. Um, It's the Blood Orange Wheat Rattler. Mm. I got this as part of a variety pack because I didn't know how often I'd be going out to my local liquor store, how how I was going to get some deliveries. So I figured let's mix up the batch and I'd have a few to choose from. This one, uh, much like the one a couple weeks ago, you know, the Rattlers tend to be very low in alcohol content this one's four percent uh so you can (laughs) you can put one or or ten of them down pretty easily it's a very smooth drink and if you didn't tune in a couple weeks ago if you're wondering what a rattler is it it's a shandy so like uh like line and google's summer shandy it's a, a lemon shandy there this is a blood orange wheat the You know, despite the name, though, uh, the smell is almost non-existent. I was expecting a stronger, like, citrusy uh, aroma to it, but I don't really have much of that to it. Just very faint, like, almost a tiny bit of orange peel to it. That's it. With the taste, so it starts off, you you get a lot of that weedy-type taste to it from a lager. Then what's strange is that the tangy orange hits you, like, right after. (laughs) And then the orange goes away as fast as it comes. So you kind of get this like very fleeting orangey taste to it, which I'm not necessarily against because a super orangey drink, I think uh, might be a little too much for my my taste buds to handle. So the fact that it's not uh, sitting on your tongue that long, I think is a positive, but I could understand why uh, other drinkers would definitely take that as a negative. But, uh, you know, it's a little bitter as well. But I'm not overly disappointed that the orange flavor doesn't hang around the entire time. It's like a a good balance. It's just refreshing, like a like a carbonated Gatorade, but not mm. as sweet. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Which that might have turned off a lot of people from trying this beer, but uh, <laughs> I actually really enjoy this one. It's another lawn mowing beer, as Jeff likes to say on the on the show. It fits right into that category. Unfortunately, here in Massachusetts, we're talking about maybe having snow tomorrow, so there won't be any uh, mowing of lawns anytime soon. But it would be perfect should that uh, should that occasion ever happen again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably around July,
0: yeah, (laughs) right thereabouts, and you know, July twenty twenty one when the country reopens. Um, (laughs) This is, uh, as I mentioned, out of Framingham, Massachusetts, which is not too far from where i currently live and actually i was looking at apartments in that general vicinity i would have been walking distance from this brewery had i chosen another building probably not great for my health if i had a brewery that close (laughs) check that out if uh, you're interested in radlers if you just look for a nice refreshing beer if you're living someplace warmer than massachusetts uh this first week of may go and get it what about you steve let's talk about what you're drinking
1: all right so i am drinking Uh, A Margarita Goza from this, yeah Cigar City Brewing Company down in Tampa, Florida. So I bought this beer because I went to my local brewery, my local, um, what's it called? Wow, I can't think. (laughs) Beer distributor. Yeah, I lose my mind. It's it's losing my mind. And I wanted a Goza, and this is the only one that they had. So I was like, okay, it doesn't sound appealing whatsoever. I've had other Margarita-style beers before, and they've all been just frankly terrible. But I'm like, all right, I went for a reason. I'm getting this kind of beer. I will say the marketing of this beer is awful. This is something like margarita. It's frankly delicious. I love it. I actually went on Wednesday, bought a six pack th- thinking I would try one Wednesday night. See how it was. Well, they're all gone. I went back today to get two more <laughs> six packs. Then I got 12 in the house. Five of them are already gone. So, yeah, we're going.
0: That's a pretty um, glowing review right there. You went back for
1: seconds. I went back for seconds. I left the house twice for this beer in, <laughs> in two in days of a pandemic. Yeah, in a three day span. So I'll just read what they say because they say better than I could. Tropical influence meets innovative brewing in this tart margarita inspired inspired ale. Effervescent on the palate, our margarita goes. that utilizes orange peel, lime, and salt to create a zesty, light-bodied, and entirely unique beer experience. I agree, and it's actually like the sweet versus the salt that I love so much about this beer. Really, it's awesome. Um, before I made fun of you for your four percent alcohol, I should have shut my mouth and looked at this first. It's only 4.2. Okay. Not really killing it here, but yeah. it's okay. Also, Cigar City t- in Tampa, that is right where I went to, to college, Ebor uh, City. So I should have had this back then. Never did. You didn't even out. know it was there. It might not have been there. I'm pretty old. This so might not have been there back then. <laughs> I don't know for a fact, but wish I knew about it back then. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, like Jeff said, uh, this is a lawn mowing beer. This is one you can have like three or four while I'm on the lawn or doing whatever you do it outside. Faces. It's awesome. Three four, yes, three four cases, three or four six-packs. You know, do a quick 18 in two hours and see how you feel. <laughs> I'll probably finish this 12 by tomorrow afternoon and then go back for some more, I think, it's really go. good. Yeah. So, I uh, love again,
0: Cigar City. That's a good brewing company.
1: Never heard of them, swear. Really? I, oh, I, yeah. I lived, I, yeah, I went to school in Tampa, lived in Florida for six years, right around there. Never heard of it, so I'm embarrassed. I'm
0: not sure how long they've been around, but their uh, Highlight beer is great. Um, that's one that will knock you on your ass, though. Hi AB.
1: They, they have a highlight beer. A highlight, that's a great sport. Yep. That's you know.
0: the most dangerous of sports, the most dangerous yeah. game next to man.
1: <laughs> is that their like, slogan?
0: No, but it should be.
1: <laughs> it should be, yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know what highlight is, go watch some clips on YouTube. It's it's bonkers. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I... <laughs> I don't. Know. Are there any rules? I don't know the rules. I, just I don't have...
0: think there's rules. I think you yeah. just you, – you get a, a scythe-like – Lacrosse stick, <laughs> yeah, I just, and yeah. hurl a ball as fast as you can.
1: <laughs> yeah, against the wall, and what else catches it, and that's yeah. the whole game. Yeah, but like, I don't know if you miss it. I don't know how the game works, but it's it's silly. It's fun. It looks pretty cool. Again, I so went to, I went to one of those. I went to I went to a highlight match one time. Are you kidding? That's a thing. Yeah, it's actually is this when, like, like a squash match
0: at like a local gym or no?
1: <laughs> no. But my grandfather lived in Fort Lauderdale when I was a kid. I went to visit him, and he took me to a highlight match. I had no idea what it was. I was like six years old. That's amazing. Yeah, that was at this point 31 years ago, but it was fun. I remember it. So (laughs)
0: left a lasting impression. That's really funny. Yes, I (laughs) did. I didn't realize you'd have such a strong connection to the sport of highlight, or that we'd spend this much time talking about (laughs) highlight.
1: Listen, I'm a Renaissance man, my friend. I know, I know. Yeah, I know very little about a lot of things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's what we're drinking this week, and. Now we're gonna get into just what's been going on, and just to shake things up a bit, I'm actually gonna start our episode off with our fake news of the week because this one really bothered me on a few different fronts. So uh, let's talk about Mike Pence's trip to a Virginia healthcare facility a few days ago. Shows up. Uh, there's a truck filled with uh, PPE, masks, gloves, etc. At this healthcare facility. There's some things to criticize about that we'll we'll get to, but yeah doing your job is what you should be doing. The issue is on a microphone, he was picked up saying, can I carry the empty ones, meaning the empty PPE boxes, just for the camera? Which at face value, you say, yeah, that's really scummy. You're doing it for the photo op. I get it. But that's one small part of a larger clip. So that's the fake news part here is that when you watch the entire clip, He's clearly joking because the truck's been unloaded. He goes to the back of the truck, sees um, and peeks in there. And one of the workers that was carrying boxes says to him, those are empty, sir. We're good to go. And to which Mike Pence says, well, can I carry one of the empty ones just for the camera? And they have a laugh about it and they close the van. So clearly a joke. And man, it pains me to be cutting Mike Pence some slack here because (laughs) he's not a good person. But this got latched on to by liberal media, liberal Twitter. It blew up there. Talking about how despicable he is and using this as a photo op. It even got picked up by Jimmy Kimmel. It was on his late night show. He has since, uh, actually, I just looked this up before we started recording, has since apologized kind of for it. (laughs) But the reason why this really irks me so much, this boils my blood because it gives outlets like Fox News who are going to be disingenuous about it. More ammunition to say, look, look how the liberal media takes everything out of context. And here's an example of them actually doing it. And you've given them sound bites. And Jimmy Kimmel's given them sound bites that they're going to air on Fox News. And it's going to get people all riled up. And it just doesn't benefit anybody because a bunch of liberal people couldn't do their homework for two seconds. They looked at one tiny little clip and didn't think that, you know, was there any context to this? So that's super frustrating to me because I think it really just undermines your position when you're later on trying to criticize them for legitimate reasons. Like the, the argument you could be making is, you know, take that. Don't even mention his comment right there. The fact is Mike Pence and the government Twitter accounts took pictures and then said, this is the first delivery of PPE. And I'm like, well, it's May. <laughs> this has been going on since January. <laughs> So criticize the timelines on this and that it took till May for something like this to happen. Don't criticize a what was clearly a joke. It's just it's not productive at all.
1: You've not proven their point. Everything we hear is liberal media spin, liberal media this. And it's even some. here's the thing. Even if he was being like, even if he wasn't kidding, it's still not a big deal. Like it's right. like. Mocking up a photo op when he's doing the right thing, even like you said, even though it's like make fun of the fact or not make fun of, but like mention the fact that you said it's three months too late. Even if you're doing it for a photo op, people do it all the time. And yeah, it's, it's annoying. And it's, that's not the time to make like when he's doing the right thing, he's actually doing he's actually giving people what they need. Bring up the point, like you said, that it's four months too late, three months too late, or that this isn't happening all over the country. It's, ha- you know, like don't bring right. up the fact yeah, that this
0: he's, is one location and it's right, your first it, delivery. What about the rest of the states?
1: Right. It was a joke. And you've proven that the people who have an agenda against the quote-unquote liberal media, you've not proven their point completely. And now they can go back to this whenever they want. And they're going to harp on it. And they're going to bring it back over and over again. And unfortunately, they're not wrong. Because like you said, this blew up on Twitter. Like yeah. how does this blow up on Twitter? Like why is this even a thing? Who cares?
0: Because it's it's clickbait. It's, it's outrage. And you can see why this would go viral. It's very similar to like – do you remember early in Trump's presidency – there was a story that went viral, very similar, that uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s bust, a statue of him in the Oval Office, had been removed, and Vaguely, that became agree, a yes. very similar story where people were like, "What? Of course, this white supremacist guy has removed the you know Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, bust out of his out of his office." But it hadn't been like it; had just, it had been moved, but it was replaced shortly thereafter. I don't remember if it was like it was getting cleaned or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, like, or something like that. Yes. It definitely came down to the like it wasn't intentionally removed. Right. And just getting worked up over stupid shit like that is just so counterproductive when there's so much more important
1: Right. This go. was dur- this was during the time with all the uh protests with the uh Confederate statues. Yeah. Yep. Right, of course. So, now like this, you've given the conservative media something to latch onto like Look, anything Trump does, even if it's just cleaning a statue, now it's a problem. And the Postal League like, is latching on, like attacking the fact that people have an issue removing Confederate statues. Now that doesn't come to the problem. Now it's this. Right. It, yeah.
0: It, it lets Fox and and the White House, for that matter, spin it as apples to apples.
1: Right. And they're not <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, here's the thing: they're disingenuous in the in the best of times, like. With things that there's just straight facts, they're just they're just ingenuous with. They, like the like Fox News will say something, have you play it back to them, and they say they didn't say it, and there are people who believe it. So so that's just the fact. So this is actually something that the liberal media completely messed up on. Twitter took took over. There's no way this will be a talking point for the next two three weeks. That's all. So
0: embarrassing. But that's our fake news of the week. Let's move on to what's going on in uh Corona Land. <laughs> it just gets worse by the week. And it's shocking to me that we have these two parallel views right now in the country. Because right now, I I, I think as of today, we're up to like 76,000 dead, right? So even for those that are somehow still saying, oh, it's just the flu, we're well beyond what the yearly flu total death total is on average within a couple months. Right. Right. And there really aren't signs in a lot of areas that in some areas. Yes, that it's slowing down like New York and New Jersey in particular seem to be doing a good job of keeping their numbers down as far as the daily death tolls and the number of people testing positive are declining despite an increase in testing, which is all great news. But it seems like the rest of the country is really in a rush to open up and get back to business as usual. And it seems very strange to me that, like, we just hit another daily death total high for the country, and now there's this major movement to reopen. So you have to imagine there's a bunch of people that are still infected that are going to go out into the the quote-unquote wild in (laughs) two weeks when a bunch of the states start easing restrictions, and that's going to lead to, like, a whole other wave of infections.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like you said, some states, New York, my state is actually doing a really great job of it because we're social distancing, because people are staying in place, because people go out there wearing their masks that they're supposed to. Like certain areas and communities aren't. But for the most part, as a whole, New York is doing a great job of that. And because that numbers are going down. Well, I forget who said it. I'm sure it was said by multiple people. It's not, a, it's not an original thought, but like obviously the better we do against this pandemic the more fuel it gives people who think it wasn't a, wasn't a big deal in the first place. Oh,
0: yeah, that's that's and, the most frustrating part of it. Right.
1: And again, that's not, that's not an original thought by any means, but it's it's bearing fruit right now. People are saying, oh, like I said, New York was the worst of it, but they're, it's already over there. It hasn't hit here yet. It probably won't hit here because we're just different. Or we've already done our job by staying in for two weeks and we'll be fine. And then when it comes back again, it's going to be this like, somehow this shocking thing to people that they didn't see coming because... Our own federal government is saying no one could have seen this coming. When every infectious disease doctor saw this coming, everyone knew who listened to any doctor that there would be a second wave eventually. Yeah. But what I thought when the numbers started going so haywire south and like the bad direction is that people do the right thing and the second wave would be natural. We're just making the second wave happen, we're we're the problem. We're like we are the second wave, wave right now. Yeah. Instead of the instead of the natural progression of a virus, we're now just doing it for the virus. So yeah. now instead of two waves, there'll be three or four, and It'll be shocking, apparently, when that does happen.
0: Yeah, it's self-inflicted, which is the worst part of it. And I mean, everyone who's done the responsible thing and stayed home for like the last two months should be angry as hell that like the government had two months where most people were listening and doing the right thing and didn't seem to take that time to make any kind of legitimate plan with the states.
1: Kev, we have sunlight and disinfectant. So what are you talking about? I don't want to hear your liberal right. spin yeah. on what the governments <laughs> are doing the last two months. How dare you, sir? Is that how how much Windex do you
0: have in the background right there, man? That's I
1: actually just went. You know how people do life? toilet paper? Yeah, I'm gonna actually sell it on eBay. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna rebrand it something else. Figure it out. That's that's my next week goal. Which I which I call Windex moving forward. Nice. I can resell it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, cut that part out because now my master plan is now gone. Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like everyone that took the time to be responsible should be angry because it's the government's just spitting in your face and say like, all right, well we you did the right thing for society and it didn't mean shit. Right. Because (laughs) we were just praying for a miracle rather than taking any proactive steps to prevent a future outbreak. And you know what, I guess just go out and do what you used to do and hope for the best.
1: Well Kev, the miracle's coming like that was actually said I think either yesterday or today by Trump that the oh, miracle God. is on its way. I'm not sure I heard this. Oh, so I'm going to read it verbatim because I actually did some research for this pod today, which I usually don't do. <laughs> but today I decided to actually look something up because oh. I, I, I saw this and I wanted to make sure I was reading it right before I said it on on you know to the, the millions. The millions of followers. That's right. OK, so uh, the, I'll read the headline because I thought the headline maybe was just bullshit. Then I read the actual article. Trump says coronavirus will go away without a vaccine.
0: OK, right. I can so, see why that might be a spin, uh, like a spun headline. Yeah. So
1: I'm, I'm, I was hoping that there'd be some sort of spin in there of what he actually said. Now, the spin, as you'll see, I won't read the whole thing. but The spin is actually that almost like the infectious disease part is actually working just in spite of Trump. So there's the spin that it could still have a vaccine. OK, so, quote, this is going this is going to go away without a vaccine. It's going to go away and we're, we're not going to see it again, hopefully after a period of time. You may have some flare-ups, and I guess I would expect that. What? Okay, you're a smart guy. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so then now here's my favorite part of this article. Just that was that was said either yesterday or today. Just days ago, the Trump administ- administration launched, like I wanted. I want to be coming up with these names. Operation Warp Speed. You didn't? Did you make that up? No, Operation Warp Speed, which is a I hope. I hope I'm getting punked here, and this actually is one of those fake news things we can make fun of me about next week. Yeah, this is I don't one think you it know, is. Nicole that you're reading? Maybe I gotta make sure it's not. <laughs> Operation Warp Speed, a project to accelerate the production of a vaccine for the coronavirus. Oh, God, they
0: would. Call so it that then?
1: Yeah. So just last week, the Trump administration, probably without Trump's knowledge, launched Operation Warp. Like he probably made up the name, not knowing what it was for. And then this is what, you know. So of course, Dr. Fauci said that a vaccine is going to take 18 months. And we're not going to be able to – sorry, we're not going to be over to the point of our being able to do – not do any mitigation until we have a scientifically sound, safe, and effective vaccine. That's Fauci. Later on in the article, Trump says, I just rely on what doctors say. They say it's going to go, meaning the virus is going to go away. It doesn't mean this year. It doesn't mean, frankly, it's going to be gone before the fall or after the fall, but eventually it's going to go away. The question is whether we will need a vaccine. At some point, it will probably go away by itself. Oh, my God. What doctors are you relying on if you think it's going to go away by itself? Like, yeah. what does that even mean?
0: When it's finished wiping out humanity. Right. <laughs> when, everyone, yes.
1: when everyone is has literally everyone has already gotten sick and either died or gotten the antibodies, it'll, it will, he's right. It'll go away by itself when that does happen.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's the plan. I, and I was reading some estimates say it would take about 60% of the population to be infected by the, to gain enough herd immunity where it would just sputter out. I didn't see that, but I, yeah, it makes sense. And maybe that's their plan. Uh, but again, I nothing this administration has ever done has made me think they have a plan for anything. They're flying by the sea of their pants. So it doesn't fill me with a lot of hope.
1: <laughs> so I was thinking today, if I'm Fauci, like, would I just get the hell out of there and quit? Because, like, my name's going to be on this. In the, in the history books, my name's going to be on this, this coronavirus pandemic, for, for better or for worse, and as part of the Trump administration. But then I'm like, so I might, because... Like nothing I say matters to the president anyway. Clearly, by like what is in that article. Um, but that's my biggest fear because he actually seems to like be apolitical about this. Just want to fix, like, get this figured out. And if right. he leaves, you know who's going to come in next? Exactly. They're not going to hire someone who's. Gonna, they're going to hire someone who's going to do whatever Trump tells them to do. Yep. And not look at the science at it at all. So, Dr. Fauci, please, like, I know you're listening.
0: Yep. He, <laughs> he writes me letters after every yeah. pod.
1: Stay the course. Stay the course. <laughs> he's got nothing better to do with this time. <laughs> Listen, obviously, he's waiting for the miracle. He knows it's going to go away by itself. So he's just listening to our podcast. Our, sorry, your podcast. That I'm, <laughs> I'm on too much, apparently.
0: I'm I trying to take ownership here. Jesus, I got to kick you off.
1: This is my last podcast, guys. See Signing it. off. See you later.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. And like I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt, or at least if I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt, attribute it to ignorance rather than malice. But... I feel like this is borderline malice at this point because people in Trump's orbit have been infected. Like his personal valet this week tested positive. Mike Pence's uh, press secretary, who happens to be married to white nationalist Stephen Miller, another member of this administration, also tested positive. These are people who are in daily contact with the highest level of our government. You would think they take this incredibly seriously. And Trump, who is... By all accounts, a massive germaphobe, and that's been reported before he was president. I can't imagine, like, he's got to be secretly freaking out about all this.
1: Well, but also like the rest of us, he gets daily he gets daily rapid tests, which are available to everyone. I think that's what I heard, but they're not to anybody else. But
0: yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, but correction: there, it's not available to everyone; just uh, members of the government and podcasters. Oh, podcast
1: right. podcasts, yes, pod- yes, yeah, correct.
0: podcasters. Yeah, that, that's that's how that goes. So, um, for all you plebes that are out there not getting your daily tests, I feel sorry for you.
1: But Listen, all you got to <laughs> do is be part of the federal government; you'll get it. Like the inner circle of the federal government, you'll be fine. But, I don't know yeah. what you I don't know what you're waiting for.
0: In all seriousness, like, did you see the press secretary, Kaylee McInerney, went up there and they were asked, like, well, you know, other countries have done extensive testing. How do we, you know, get on that level? Was the gist of it, and she called the idea of testing everyone nonsensical. Nonsensical is the word she used. I find that pretty rich when. Trump and Pence are saying, oh, we get tested like all the time and leader like the leaders of the free world should be tested all yeah. the time. I get why that's the case, but it just really undermines your whole argument that testing all the time doesn't work.
1: Right. I, like, but, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. That's so that, that again. That's satire. That's someone wrote that out. Like, that's some ev- like evil Hollywood geniuses like screenplay that he wrote at three in the morning uh, after a bender come to life like yeah. like this that's that screenplay would get thrown out nobody
0: right. would be like this is too ridiculous to be real yeah. like this is beyond the level of like veep and beyond <laughs> satire
1: like and, entirely. And we said this before i forget what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago those are the inner thoughts of people that should never be said in public like we are we know you think that already your actions, your actions tell us it, yeah <laughs> you think that don't actually tell us you think that Oh, my God. Just give us the royal us. <laughs> give us <laughs> give us a break. Like just pretend that you don't actively not care about everybody else in America except for yourselves.
0: Yeah, because then um, I could give you the benefit of the doubt and attribute it to ignorance rather than malice.
1: Well, right. Like you said, like the leader of the free world, every president, every vice president, high ranking levels of, of government are going to get tested more than the regular citizen. Mm hmm. Obviously, but then don't tell us that it's nonsensical to test citizens. Just don't say that. Just don't say it. We know we know you think that we know that's what you think. Don't tell us what you think.
0: Here's uh, another example of saying the quiet part out loud regarding testing here. In particular, Trump came out himself and said as an excuse for not doing more testing. By doing all this testing, we make ourselves look bad because the numbers go up.
1: Before you go any further, I, I can't wait to hear your 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 media spin on this one. So let's let's go with it.
0: <laughs> I wish there was spin. You can oh, listen right. to this entire thing, and he like
1: that's what he meant. It's just what he said. You're right. It's just it's just these are the words he actually said. It's unbelievable. Oh, but he was probably being sarcastic. Oh uh, clearly, yeah, obviously being sarcastic. <laughs> because remember, before this was even a big deal, quote unquote, he was being sarcastic when he didn't let that that ship of people come in because the numbers would go down from 15 to zero. And why should our numbers be hurt by this? By having American citizens come and get, get help in America, That's, right? So, yeah,
0: I wish that was also satire, but
1: it yeah. happened. Oh my God!
0: We were talking about having zero cases a couple months ago, and now we've got uh, seventy-six thousand dead Americans. Yep. And everybody wants to go get their hair done.
1: Oh, well, I do need a haircut. So <laughs> it's getting bad. I'm wearing, I'm wearing hats to work now. I'm in, on my on uh, my my Zoom class. my virtual Zoom classes with my, yeah, my <laughs> <Zoom> classes <laughs> with my with my kids, I'm uh, wearing hats because. Nice. It's bad. You're the cool teacher now. No, No, not even 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 close. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't say that with a straight face.
0: (laughs) Last thing I want to talk about in the, uh, coronavirus, uh, news, uh, surrounds our secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, who continues to try and play the, uh, the blame game with China regarding the, the outbreak, the original outbreak of the virus. And, uh, yeah, sure. It looks like it originated in China, but that's not where he's going with it. He's taking it a, a step further into conspiracy land. Bum, bum, so, bum. yeah. This All past right. Sunday, uh, May 3rd, he's on TV and says, quote, There is enormous evidence that that's where this began. Later adding, mm-hmm. I can tell you there is a significant amount of evidence that this came from a laboratory in Wuhan. So he's taking the stance that this is some kind of like biological weapon or something that escaped from a lab which goes against everyone else in the world and our own intelligence agencies' assessments of this. Uh, Even Fauci was saying that, you know, by all of the markers from this virus, it looks like it's a naturally occurring virus that just evolved to be like this, Um, which is dangerous when you have your secretary of state, your top diplomat in the country, is what his role technically is, saying that. And so he's once again undermining our intelligence community. Um, the uh, Office of uh, Director of National Intelligence, the DNI there, uh, said that you know they're investigating whether or not it originated in a lab, but it concurs with the wide scientific consensus that COVID-19 was not man-made or genetically modified. So this is just an administration that just does not give a shit about science. And even Mike Pompeo must have realized maybe went a little too far over the line because on conservative radio, he went out and saying, well, you know, there's evidence it came from somewhere in the vicinity of a lab, but that could be wrong. Oh, God. So he went from there's enormous evidence to, well, it might be the vicinity and it could be wrong.
1: Did he say this at a press conference the first thing or was it like on an interview? Well, on did an he interview say that? On, uh, on one of the Sunday talk shows. And no one asked him what the evidence was. I didn't see this. uh, Thankfully,
0: he said there is. That's what he. They were asked. He was asked about the evidence, and then that's Mm. what he responded. I could tell you there's a significant amount of evidence.
1: So that that literally those has no meaning. That sentence. There's zero meaning to that.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah, not sourcing these people platforms. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I have significant evidence that. that, Yeah, like that has. It means nothing. You could just. Oh my God.
0: A another just uh, to pile on here. He did another interview that same day, we he said, "We've seen evidence that came from the lab. That might not be the case." <laughs> so he's taking a page out of Trump's book and the way he speaks, when just you know say two very contradictory statements back to back, and hope no one notices. Or, right, that right
1: way you're right? covered either way. Because like if yep. it doesn't, co- if it, when it doesn't come from this lab, which it didn't, or which. It didn't. Let's just say that. Yeah. You could say, well, I said it might have, but it didn't. Like We're not sure. Like, it's just I just can't believe that this is our lives right now. (laughs) These are the people who are running this country. It's It's, so dumb. So, so dumb.
0: Yeah. Enough about uh, coronavirus for now, then Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the the legal world. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how the Department of Justice has decided to dismiss their case against Mike Flynn entirely. So if you need a brief refresher on this, Mike Flynn, member of Trump's orbit, was involved with this campaign, pleaded guilty twice to lying to the FBI and failing to register as a foreign national, uh, has a bunch of ties to foreign nationals that are shady as hell. Uh, this is a guy that, despite being a pretty decorated uh, member of the armed forces, kind of committed treason. <laughs>
1: some light treason as uh, just, some light. Yes. Might say.
0: <laughs> just a little light treason and now the doj has dismissed the case saying that they did not believe they could prove beyond a reasonable doubt that flynn had lied to the fbi despite the fact that in court michael flynn has twice admitted to being guilty he pled guilty <laughs> twice and they're saying they don't have evidence <laughs> to prove beyond a reasonable doubt
1: And what did uh, Barr say, Attorney General Barr? He said something that was just mind-numbing.
0: Yep. Yeah. I've got this quote. Our uh, Attorney General, William Barr, was interviewed about this, and he was asked, uh, how will history look back on your decision to drop these charges against Flynn? And he responds, well, history is written by the winners, so it largely depends on who's writing the history.
1: I don't think he understands how history, like, yeah, history is written by the winners, but that was before there was a record of history right. that was taking place
0: yeah a, like, a <laughs> like, second by second record that exists
1: <laughs> like yes the history back in like 1250 was written by the tribe that complicated the tribes they could write however they wanted to look good in, yep. in there if they what they cared about that kind of stuff like what is he talking about yep. what is going on Kev? He,
0: he acts like this won't be in history books in the future and anyway, well. Maybe he's counting on it. Maybe he's counting on something <laughs> more dramatic, but oh my God. it's just so nuts to me that we, we live in a country right now where I oh got the other piece of news. Like we just saw two men get arrested after shooting a black jogger, right?
1: Oh my God. Yes.
0: An insane fucking story that probably needs an entire episode dedicated to it. Yeah. I mean, the in- injustice there. And we've seen that. That happened back in February. We see a situation where those murderers go free for three months before they're finally arrested after public outcry. And then on the flip side of things, we have, like, Trump's buddies getting out of jail for free after pleading guilty. <laughs> right. It's Like, these two sides of America just are at polar opposites right now, and it's disturbing as
1: fuck. Like, we could spend a whole hour on... I'm on Barbary. Um, I actually talked to that with my students today. The junk position, like you just said, is just like it's it – You can't even be funny because of how serious the situation is. Yeah. And the sad part is and the disgusting part is, in this case, like in a week, the the, the the mass media will have like moved past this. Yep. Because something else will happen. Something else one of Trump's people will say about the coronavirus will take over the media or something else horrific will happen and this will be forgotten about. Not forgotten about by, you know, obviously the people that are affected personally, but like – the mainstream consciousness of America this will be gone and it's this is this is not one of those where there's this two sides to it like right. this man was jogging I don't and I don't care Let, let's play this to its worst conclusion you're gonna play devil's that, advocate here no I'm, I'm not well what, what I'm gonna say is let's just no, not even I'm not gonna play a game with this one but let's just say that there was a break-in or there because this is this was the people who they were saying that they were break-ins in this neighborhood they mm-hmm. thought this this man matched a description which we know what that means. Match yeah. description of a man that was doing this. It means he wasn't white. Exactly. And let, In let's their just, minds. <laughs> right, of course, yes. Let's say this was the man. It wasn't. This was not the man. who did any, I don't think it happened. If it did, this wasn't the man who did this. But let's just say it was him. Call the cops. Right. Call the police. Let them handle it. What are you doing? And then, of course, it's not the man. And I don't know if two people have guns to, at me. I'm going to fight for my life. I'm not yeah. going like, to like, what are you going to do in that situation? And now because they're making a citizen's arrest and the man without the gun was fighting the two men with the gun and was actually winning for a second and got shot. That's not a crime. Like, no. what is going on? Like, how you can't call self-defense if you're the aggressor in the situation? Right. Especially like and to juxtapose that with the joke that is happening at the federal level of this government. It's just It's horrific. And, like, there's – I can't see the other side of this one. Like, there's like, – like, other things, I don't know, but the man was going for a jog. Yeah, The man was taking a walk in his neighborhood and going back to his house. The year old
0: man is dead because he went out to exercise. Right. And happened to be black.
1: <laughs> right. Again, even if he was the person who was doing these crimes, which he categorically was not, why is it these two guys' jobs do anything? Yeah. Like, just say, oh – the guy who the guy I thought did it was running past my house police he's going down blah 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 street this is what he's wearing he's walking or running you'll probably get him in the next 10 minutes if you, if you drive by okay yeah. and then the police talk to the man hopefully he goes well it wasn't him bye again that's why I said hopefully I saw yeah. your face you made <laughs> But like but again in that even in that case like hopefully it's just like okay whatever the man is the 99% chance the man's still alive today if these people don't follow him with two shotguns for no reason whatsoever and now he's not. I have sixth graders. And I had to talk to him about it, and it's like, what, what do you say to a sixth grade kid about this? Because they know all about it. Because everyone's home now, so they came in, even if they wanted to mess up with this, they couldn't. Yeah. So we talked yeah, to him about it. this video of a murder. Yeah. It, on Twitter, you can on watch the YouTube. entire thing. It's viral. Yeah, I didn't watch it because I can't. I just can't watch that kind of stuff. But but I'm sure a couple of them didn't. And it's like, you know, we do this thing called advisory every morning where we talk about like you know hopefully fun stuff of the day to like get you revved up for school. Yeah. And try to keep – like we did bingo today. So basically today was – we did bingo. And if you won bingo, you get 10 points in your next assignment. And wow. I had the – yeah, it's pretty cool. And I had the – right before the bingo game, we had a conversation about this. It's like, oh, let's How have this perfect transition. It's a nightmare.
0: I I feel for that guy's family and just his friends. It's, it's insane. And there's just too many people in this country that have these weird like hero complexes. Right. I think – you know, you ask like, why didn't they just call the cops? Like, because they probably thought like, I'm gonna be a vigilante here, like I'm gonna save the day, and this is and and this is assuming and giving them more credit than these two assholes fucking deserve. Oh yeah, it's assuming that they believed that this was legitimately the guy that was burglarizing homes.
1: Yeah, like, obviously they used yeah they used it as an excuse to do this because they wanted mm-hmm. to fuck with this guy and then the guy fought back. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's what it actually happened. But again, giving them the Benefit of that, they absolutely do not deserve. They don't in this, deserve it. It's still, it's still ridiculous, and it's still like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Just if, if you're that worried, call the fucking police and stay in your fucking house. I, I feel like there's
0: – well, because the percentage of people that fit this is non-zero, it's too much. There are too many irresponsible gun owners in this country who are just looking for an excuse to shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. Who fashion themselves a hero in their own fucking warped minds that think that they're out there saving the day? There's too many people that just are like, oh well, if I was there, I would have stopped them with my gun. Like, no, you wouldn't stop it.
1: Yeah, you'll kill. Get you'll just it. kill an innocent man, you're gonna. Yeah,
0: yeah, you'd kill somebody in the crossfire. Like, it's wild to me. Ugh. All right, I'm gonna need to take a drink after that.
1: Yeah. I'm on Margarita Goza number two for the podcast, but uh, nice. number five for the night. So,
0: I'm actually uh, shifting gears here away from the Blood Orange to uh, another Jack Abbey out of my variety pack. It's a uh, the Post Shift Pilsner.
1: Ooh. My last yeah. post didn't go too well, so hopefully this was better for you. Yeah. You had uh,
0: <laughs> nothing good to say about that one, so let's, let's no. see how this one is. Can't tell if I'm stuffed up or there's actually, like, no smell to this beer at all. <laughs> hopefully that's a good thing. We'll, we'll see. Hmm. You know, not bad. Pilsners really aren't my thing. It's kind of like a little floral, which is Ooh. weird. Oh, pretty. You dry like it? I, can, I can tell like you, like it. Decent carbonation. Like I actually, I kind of dig this. <laughs> what's the what's the content? Uh, four point seven. So working oh, my way up.
1: Up in yeah. the world. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jack Sabby giving me a, a good pilsner. This is nice.
1: Two for two. It seems like all right. Yeah.
0: All good right. For, good yeah. variety pack so far. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I think the entire pack is good then because the other beer, which I did not bring on the, um, it's an IPA that I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now, but it was delicious and I drank those first. Mm. So, well, Well done, Jack's (laughs) Abbey. A few different styles in that pack and- You go, Jack's Abbey. All good. Gold star for the day. All right. Let's shift gears a little bit. Stop talking about, uh, some, well, I guess it's a little political in nature, but let's talk a little bit about sports. Oh, Okay and uh the various plans to reopen
1: have you watched korean baseball yet
0: i haven't gotten to that point no i (laughs) have have. you
1: yes (laughs) well they replay it so it's on at like five in the morning or three thirty in the morning because obviously time differences how they don't cater to america i don't understand this is america
0: yeah but play your games in our prime time come on
1: but uh (laughs) they do replay them at three afternoon on espn2 the deuce um so i've watched a couple of things it's (laughs) a yeah (laughs) through the deuce out there whatever (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's baseball. It's so it's a, it's a it's a joy to watch, even though it's really weird. I don't know a single person, and there's no people in the stands. But it's uh Oh, that makes yeah no. Yeah. Is it eerie to watch that? It's yeah. This one do. Does dude, it make you feel like you're watching the
0: Miami Marlins?
1: <laughs> a little bit, except this, it was actually a really great play today. So that not. It was yeah. There was this amazing play at short, or this guy, you know, made a, whatever. It's simple, great play at short, and the crowd would have went insane and, re, and like there was a crowd there and. It's like, oh, the guy did like a little fist bump at first base. I'm like, that's weird. He just fist bump for no one in the crowd. I wonder
0: what that does to you, like, as an athlete that probably feeds off that energy from the crowd. Like, it's got to be deflating a bit, right? Oh, you, a...
1: yeah, it has to be. <laughs> Especially when you, like, listen, for us, I mean, when people who are used to it, they're used to like 20,000 people, people. Now it's like, yeah, you know, it's like your second yeah. baseman's like, oh, good play.
0: <laughs> yeah, golf clap to you. <laughs> <laughs> but last week, we we touched on, we had just a few minutes at towards the end of the episode to talk about, uh, what sports we thought we're going to open up first. And uh, I think I'm actually, I'm I'm two for two in predictions. Not that these are very out there predictions over the last couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, we talked about should they get rid of those, the briefings, and then they got rid of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it sounds like I, that NASCAR is going to be starting back up in a, in a week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that. And that, that really. was
0: the one that I, I thought was most likely to reopen outside of golf. Yeah. Just due to the ability to social distance in a car.
1: <laughs> it makes, it makes Although sense. Although what the
0: pit crews do, I don't know, because they're in close quarters. So that that's interesting.
1: Yeah, i put a mask on, it will be fine.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> and if you hear that in the background, that's my dog snoring. So if he picks up on there, it's he just loves to be a part of the pod, just wants to be part of the fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, Nacho. wants to get involved. No. He always does. But yeah, so what are your what are your thoughts? I think last week, uh, uh, Yogg's, Jeff, and I we all kind of agreed that we like the idea of this three division baseball plan.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about this on our on our text chain as well. Whatever they can do to get baseball back, I'm cool with. I like it. Listen, you have to innovate. If they want to go seven innings. Play seven innings. They want to double headers. Same thing last play week. double yeah. headers. <laughs> like I don't care. Do it again. Not original thought at all. I want to make sure people. I'm not like trying to claim ideas. But like everyone, no one did ever say, "Oh, the whoever won the 2020 World Series." Everyone say, "Oh yeah, that was a coronavirus." Here, if you had to make, make the rules weird, it's fine. As long as everyone's this by the same rules, yeah, do what you got to do. It's a pass at this point. <laughs> right, and then whoever wins it. They win, they win the World Series and it was the year that the coronavirus happened and everyone remembers that um yeah. so yes three divisions whatever you want good go
0: do you think hockey comes back at all to finish out their season
1: um I thought it would I, I thought it would already be like, I thought that'd be one of the first ones to come back and I have no real reason for thinking that I just right. thought it would but I don't know I mean how do you bring hockey or basketball back football football has time to come back I guess like hockey and basketball yeah. like you can't distance from each other while you're playing like you're all over each other-hmm and the thing is, if you do bring it back, and one person gets sick, it's all over again. Everyone's in, yeah. yeah yep. so. Look
0: how quickly it. That's what led to. That was like when everyone started to realize this was serious. Was when yeah. the NBA shut down because well that was a we talked about of players it. tested positive
1: right as we talked about the first time I was back was like how everything went from like oh everything's fine, and then at two o'clock on that Thursday, the first basketball game was canceled, and then by eight thirty at night, everything was canceled and shut down until further yeah. notice, that's and that great. all happened in six hours. On this is real. Yeah, on, on March twelfth, so that was the same thing will just happened. So I don't know. How you, I don't know how you bring them back until, uh, yeah. But they could. They could, if they wanted to, like not scrap the season, wait to four months, just have a makeshift playoffs for the teams that would be in it, yeah, and then with finish the, with the season the
0: records that they had prior.
1: Yeah, or or change it around, like add like add five more teams if you need six more teams. You need to to make, make it more equitable to everybody.
0: That'd be cool. I have, kind of dig yeah. that expanded playoffs.
1: Right. Have like a weird tournament to start. Like have like a three a first round of three games, move it forward, whatever you got to do, and you get it done. Like again, baseball makes a little bit more sense.
0: Yeah, uh, outdoors you're spread
1: out more. Yeah, right. Don't fight. No, no, no brawls. No. Nope. <laughs> well, then what's the point? Right. <laughs> um, I thought till today, I, I am still surprised that golf isn't back yet, because I am shocked by that. And also like golf would it have the highest ratings it ever had if it was back because everyone's just fiending for like any live
0: sport I know, I know you love golf but right i'll watch the masters and that's it
1: right well that's the thing the masters was like two weeks after this happened i was i was sure they would be back for the masters no crowds as minimal possible of cameramen and stuff and then all, then it's just people with their caddies stay a couple of feet apart where you know but they're doing they're doing the right thing and not listening to what yeah. i wanted to do which is smart yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I think there is golf actually this Sunday though. A couple of guys are like doing oh, a really? charity thing. Yeah, nice. I'll be watching that because. Yeah, what else you got to do? Also, I got to. do I mean, like, it is Mother's Day. I guess I'll my mom. But oh way. right, right, right. <laughs> Don't forget, buy some flowers. <laughs> um, Hope that's but, a reminder to everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your moms are awesome. Be nice to mom. That's <laughs> that's a platform I can stand that's, strong wow, on. Be yeah. Nice. yeah
0: you're, that's a real. You're out on a limb with that one, man. I can't <laughs> yeah, be, believe be what nice a hot to...
1: take that was. <laughs> Listen, It'd be nice you bring me to be on, on for those scalding <laughs> hot takes. If, if they don't call me hot take Steve for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. They used to call him in high school.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I saw that uh, Adam Silver talked to the players of the NBA today, uh, and he told them, like, look, we're still probably June is when we'll make a final decision. But, you know, there is still a chance that we don't play, uh, which, you know, good to be realistic about what's yeah. going on there. Uh, I feel like... I haven't heard much in the hockey world. Football's like I feel like it's going to happen whether or yeah. not it's safe and appropriate to. I feel like football will happen.
1: I think so, too. Plus, it's so far away. That's still so, quote unquote, far away in mm-hmm. comparison. But yeah, as much as I don't see how it could possibly be ever be. Well, first of all, it's not safe anyway, but ever be safe for this. I think that Trump and like you know, some of their boys and Trump wants football back. I think it'll be back. Yeah. Um, I, basketball. Of all the commissioners, like Silver's a players guy. Yeah, absolutely. And like I feel like, unless like three quarters of the players want to come back and kind of push for it, he's gonna go by the guidelines of what the CDC says and do what the you know do it safe for his players until the players don't want to do it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even then, he might not anyway. But yeah, I don't. Bettman just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I put can that never on the record. He might. For sure. he, might he might just call for like a lockout for no reason, <laughs> 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 just to do it for his fourth time in his career. How... No. <laughs> this is the worst. Anyone, anyone is not a
0: hot take, so yeah. don't worry.
1: <laughs> anyone, anyone who doesn't follow hockey, that's probably lost on you. But just he's the worst commissioner in the history of sports, and he's been there for 25 years now. And gets I wish I was when the yeah.
0: when the championship trophy is given out.
1: <laughs> It'd be amazing to be as as bad at my job as he is at his job and make that much money. It must be so nice. Like he's so terrible. I mean, like, yeah, he, I makes, he makes You could also
0: be yeah. I mean, he makes more than what Trump makes as president. But yeah, just to be. So bad at a job in such a high level. God, what a different world. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Well, let's uh, finish this episode out the way we have for the last month or so by talking about some things that are keeping us happy and entertained in quarantine. So, Steve, we'll start with you.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Not much has changed. Still watching Buffy, but slowly finishing season one probably tonight. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer for those who aren't in the, the Buffy world.
0: If you don't know what he means, then you can just tune out right now
1: again thank you a, that's a strong that's a strong stance <laughs> fuck you listener you <laughs> only up in the Vampire Slayer what else are we doing we're uh oh we started watching a show on Apple TV called Defending Jacob because when you're home and can't go out don't you want to watch a show, a show by child murder
0: oh is that what it yeah no thank you
1: <laughs> yeah but it's a good show uh, Captain America's in it what's his face Chris um Ooh, Chris Evans yes yeah, that Chris yeah don't tell
0: a, my wife she'll binge this whole thing
1: he's a he's a handsome fellow. that guy mm-hmm. he has a beard in this one yeah uh, that's, he- uh,
0: that's my wife's favorite, Chris Evans, his bearded oh, Chris Evans.
1: There you yeah. go. So you should tell her about it because uh, <laughs> it's, good. it's good. I mean, he's it's whatever. Trying to teach my kid how to read, that's really hard. Yeah, I'd imagine like, so. Like who knew? It's so hard to do. Um, <laughs> I could read already. If you just
0: came out of the womb reading. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I thought. Crazy. I the, the New York Times in your hands. It was
1: I, don't, I know this says margarita. I don't know why he doesn't. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Um, you was, can only read beer labels. That's the that's, problem. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to teach. A kid, like, Say Allegash. Come on, it's not that hard. And it's uh, Gosa. It's good, it's good. <laughs> not goes. <laughs> listen, listen, son. This is the important things of life to learn, and you're you're embarrassing the name of the family. You're gonna look
0: like an idiot if you order it like that at the bar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, CPS. I'm just kidding, ish.
0: <laughs> I've got uh, one speed dial for you. Don't worry.
1: As well, you should. But yeah, nothing much has changed lately. We're finishing up Better Call Saul. We have two episodes left. Great show from what I've seen of it. I am but, way behind, but And yeah, I um here's a here's a hot take. Okay. Super super hot take. If they finish this show well, I thought I want to say it, it's so hot. okay You're going to say it's better than Breaking Bad. If the, I think it might be better than Breaking Bad. I oh think my, my god. Bad. Wow. It's That is a hot take. Here's the thing. For those who are I'll keep it as spoiler free as possible. I loved Breaking Bad. I actually watched it after the show was over and binged it and didn't know anything about it, which is kind of cool. I don't know how how that happened, but my problem with Breaking Bad and it's a small problem, but is it the problem is I feel like the the best season and the best quote unquote bad guy happened in season three of a five season show. Yep. So everything after that was a little bit anticlimactic, no matter how good the show was, it still was like, okay, but he already beat that guy and that guy was awesome. Now he's talking to you trying to beat these idiots or whatever. And again, we can go into this for like, Hours, if you wanted to, but not the entire we'll place start
0: for a, it. A, we'll start a pop culture podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm in, <laughs> and I feel like every so every season through three of Breaking Bad got better, and then four and five got diminishingly like diminishing returns because of the because of that factor. That where sense. every where every season of Saul just gets better and better and better, and season one actually wasn't that great because I think they were trying to like latch on to Breaking Bad too much, and then it's realized you know what we got our own thing here. It's a different tone of a show. Go with it, and. This has gotten better every year. Again, if they finish next season as be- better than this one, I will say it's better than Breaking Bad. But I'm not there yet. I got to wow. say it just, yes.
0: All right. We'll, we'll check in with you in a, in a couple weeks to see uh
1: <laughs> well, if you it, come it, down on this. It should be a year because they have one more season left.
0: But yes. Oh, they, oh is there another one? I thought this is the final season. No, it's one okay. more season left, Yeah. All right. We'll check in with you in a year if the world's still here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God. It's 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 questionable.
0: <laughs> yeah. So on my end, a uh, couple things. Um, one, I've been playing a lot of, uh, Rocksmith on
1: Xbox. I heard about this. Do tell.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a game that you get to plug an electric guitar into your Xbox and it actually teaches you how to play. And if, you know, you've listened to previous episodes, we've talked a little bit about how actually both of us have been, you know, trying to self-teach. I had taken some lessons a, a year or so ago, but you know. I know the the bare minimum but been having a, a shit ton of fun playing this game so um, if you have got an electric guitar and an Xbox it's you can get it for pretty cheap this game on uh, on Amazon comes with the cord uh, you just plug it right in and it'll just you know it's adaptive and will be as hard or as uh, easy as your skill level will allow so it, it's been a really fun experience so I'm looking forward to playing more of that over the weekend
1: and you were saying the song catalog is, like, huge, right? It's
0: really impressive because I wasn't really sure what to expect. I was like, oh, they're going to have me playing, like, scales and stuff in just lessons here. But you can jump straight into songs from, like, Nirvana and Queen and uh, the Rolling Stones, Paramore, Weezer. Like, there's a really <laughs> wide range of bands in there.
1: Rolling Stones to Paramore is a good... Yep, uh, that's probably... I like that. Yep. <laughs> I was trying to get to opposite sides of the spectrum on that. I like Paramore. Nothing wrong with Paramore. But that was, you know, jostling those two together. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely a solid
0: game. Check out Rocksmith. And then keeping with the music theme and something I've been mentioning every week for the last uh, quarantine, however long that's been. Uh, my album that's been keeping me sane, I've been listening to, is um, Black and Blue by Gary Clark Jr. It's his debut album, I think, from like 2011, 2012. Uh, it's a, like, blues rock and R&B. Uh, cool. What I really like about... Like, he's an amazing guitarist, first of all. So, Steve, I, I, by your face, it looks like you're not familiar. So, definitely yeah. go check out his stuff. Uh, I will. Gary Clark Jr. Uh, really enjoy his albums. I've got... a three of them now on vinyl and i was reading a review recently about this album in particular they got knocked because they didn't think it was like cohesive because a lot of his albums will range from like really like blues rock to like chuck berry-esque rock okay to just flat out r&b and some songs are like a little little hip-hop spin to him. but like it's i like it i like how diverse and how he like covers all these different genres across an album. I really enjoy that. Uh, Fantastic performer, amazing guitarist. So check that out. Uh, Gary Clark Jr.'s black and blue album or any of his
1: albums for that matter. They're all great. (laughs) I never got that critique because unless it's like a concept album or some sort of like rock opera, like just give me 12 good songs. Give me 10 good songs. I don't care. Like, yeah, if you're telling, if you're telling like American idiot, a story through all of them. Yeah, it has to make some sort of sense and cohesiveness, but like not every album has to be dark side of the moon. As good as *Dark Side of the Moon* obviously is, but like that's like I don't know. I never I never understood that critique. If it's if the songs are good, that's all that matters to me.
0: Yeah, that argument really fell flat with me as well. I just didn't understand, but it, it's a great album. All right, well, on that note, we'll close out our episode. Steve, thanks so much for joining.
1: Listen, it's my last time I think, but anytime you want me to come back for my uh, my reunion tour, I'll be. Uh... <laughs> I'll be, I'll be down
0: for it. One year from now when uh, Better Call Saul is done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you can give us the final verdict. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks, buddy. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at drinking underscore uh, You can check out our website at www.drinkingliberallypod.com. Uh, you can follow me at kevw. That's D-U-B-Y-A on Twitter. And, uh, well, that's all we've got for you this week. So thanks again for listening. Uh, Tune in next week, and remember to wash your damn hands. Cheers. This is a good beer.